arriving in U.S. mail from St. Louis in the original de Havilland DH-4 biplane and 10 bulky gunny sacks are the combined audiobook renditions and supplemental background information as presented in podcast form by moi, me, Robert P. Fitton. Good evening to one and all, wherever in the galaxy you make your home. Bucky, I'd like a few words with you about the murder at the conservatory. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, as a Class A trained security expert, Larson, the big dummy, is as guilty as the day is long. And Tom McGill from the Enterprise. How do you know this, Driscoll? Huh? Did you see Larson kill Professor Nussbaum? Oh, I didn't have to. I was on duty at Hamilton College. I saw the big dummy pull up into the conservatory and shots were fired. You say that Lark Larson was in proximity of the deceased and his movements synchronized with the chronological events. Yeah, yeah, whatever you say. And no one else was around the building. Sure, lots of people. Then how the hell do you know that it was Larson who killed the maestro? Well, Mayor Picard's wife was peeking through the conservatory windows. <laughs> She's built like a brick. So she could have gotten in there. <laughs> Maybe the old man was, <laughs> you know, making whoopee with Mrs. Picada. <laughs> I cordoned off the area but didn't see the broad. I guess they wanted privacy. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it's not funny, Bucky. I thought it was. Hey, how about the other guy who taught here? Who's that? plays at the Club Max, Mick Dumas. Mick Dumas Trio. Why would he kill Newsbomb? Bad blood, Boogaloo. Hey, what about Steve Corbett, the guy with the head injury? He was right in the next building, supposed to be shining the floors. Arnie, you're not in this interview. What's the matter, you afraid of the truth? Arnie, you wouldn't know the truth if it bit you in the ass. Testy, Tommy, testy! I'd like a few words with you, Bucky. You had that whole area locked down. You may have allowed the killer to escape. <laughs> I know my rights, Coppa. Georgie, you're missing the obvious. What's that, Arnie? The dog! The dog was the only guy there! The dog shot the maestro! Arnie, do you know how dumb you are? Yeah, Arnie, do you? Perhaps I should call Pinky Harrison from the state police. <laughs> I gotta go. Come on, Arnie. I'm out of here. Who do you think did it, George? In this town? If it wasn't the dog, then it was one of Woozy Williams' horses. Real-life weirdo people arrested for different crimes. There once was a man who lived in Pennsylvania, a man with a very strange mania. He wasn't very difficult to please, for he wanted sex mixed with Swiss cheese. Well, the dude who thought that life was such a bore, so he'd break into the department store, and it was all needles and pins until the dude ran off with the mannequins. A British soliloquy that will make you ask why. Victims would watch a man cunningly drive by as he gripped his manure-filled sock and let it fly with a resounding plot. Worse, a not-so-honorable man from Japan who wasn't happy to use the proverbial can when he pitched a cup full of urine as he roamed the countryside turn. 
Another hero from the island Japan. Behind the steering wheel, a sticky little man, loaded with a gun that he fired in his craze. Globs and globs of soupy mayonnaise. These are true stories. Now I don't feel too bad about writing about the bizarre town of Hamilton, New Hampshire. The funeral march for the maestro. Four suspects are investigated by Jones, who heard shots inside the conservatory as he ran his baseball camp in the adjoining field. Each of these characters have defining characteristics and a proximity to the murdered maestro. What about weird killers? Calling all weird killers. Calling all weird killers. Ah, uh, here we go from Catherine Ramsland, PhD in psychology today. The guy who was on the surface charming chose his victims by their voice. But he said he missed his mother and wanted to take his mother's voice with him. As, ah, uh, as Johnny Carson would say, ah, uh, we'll be right back. In the 1930s, a guy caused accidents and deaths so he could pretend to be one of the victims and sue for damages. And he also had an odd sexual component to his problem. Found guilty, sentenced, but escaped. Several murders around Maryland where a jazz guy blames his former housemate for the seven murders. He said the murders were an existential experience. The investigation by Jones brings him into a maze of contradictions, but the part I like most is the finale, where Jones confronts the killer in a very dangerous situation. Jones might be aware from working with his investigator father of the following. People try to get rid of the evidence, but in the funeral march for the maestro, the evidence is on display rather than hidden. Then why kill the maestro? Lark is upset because Nussbaum owed the cheap former coach money for the Steinway piano. Corbett is mentally compromised and has long-standing grudges with his father-in-law, Nussbaum. Dumas lost a position due to the maestro's bad recommendation. And then the classy Mrs. Picarda, so close to Nussbaum with her association to the Prince William Symphony. I will only tell you that justice comes swiftly for the murderer. Robert P. Fitton. All of my books are available in paperback, Kindle, and audio at www.fittenbooks.com. You can listen to all my audiobooks on audible.com. Just type in Robert P. Fitton. Thank you and good night.